Here's what's coming up on today's show. We're finding a lot of people don't need to keep as much life insurance, so you can actually reduce those benefits and it might save you $200, $300 a month in monthly expenses. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. He is Mike Coyne, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. I am Ben George, and we are cleaning up your portfolio today. Mike, you've got a big family. Do you? How do you uh, delegate all the chores around the house, like taking out the trash and vacuuming and all these sorts of things? Yeah, our kids have chores, and so they get Sundays off, but um, <laughs> they arrest. But uh, you know, this used to be my chore when I was a kid. I had to do garbages, and then my mom used to make me take the Windex for some reason and then clean the garbage cans out and uh, and wipe them out with a paper towel. So that was my job, was garbage and cleaning the garbage can inside and out. Uh, that's Caleb's job today. So Caleb's 13 and that's what he has to do is the garbages every day. And um, But then Samantha does uh, recycling and other chores. And yeah, we have a couple of the kids do the the floor vacuuming and you got dog kids that do dog pickup outside <laughs> and uh some that do dishes so i mean we have a big enough family we do they all have chores and you know i wish they all did their chores every day but the typical <laughs> family they find out a lot of times they don't but yeah. trash is the one that you have to get out otherwise it starts stinking you know when you get <laughs> dirty old things in the trash yeah it needs to be taken out well, we're going to start with that one in just a second. But what we want to do today is we want to talk about how these everyday household tasks, they actually can serve as reminders of the principles that lead to financial success. So we'll do taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. We've got a few more as well. And we'll compare those to how we can help declutter your financial life. So let's just start with what you said, Mike, taking out the trash. I mean, you know, as you said, if you leave it in there too long, it can really start stinking up the house and cause some bigger issues. So what would be the equivalent or what's the lesson to learn here? Yeah, sometimes you have to look at your portfolio and find out maybe you've had it for a long time and what was a really good performing investment or a company, whether it was a stock or a mutual fund that was performing very good when you bought it, things change. And you look at, if you especially look at a mutual fund, you can look it up online, you can find out who the money manager is and who, how long they've been managing that mutual fund maybe. And you find out, oh, this person's only been at this for a year or two years or three years. Sometimes maybe they've been around for like seven, eight years, but they've been around after the last bubble. So like they haven't had that experience. And so what we're finding is a lot of people said, man, this one was so good for us, you know, years ago. And now it's not good at all. I said, well, that's why things change. And as the portfolio changes, you know, the money manager changes and some objectives change a little bit in that fund, you might have to get rid of that, get rid of the trash and find something that's more fitting for you today. Um, And also when we look at a lot, what we saw last year, and some people had these non-qualified investments, individual accounts or joint accounts that are non-IRAs, non-Roth, and we're finding that there were some really you know tough a good time to get rid of these old dud investments because maybe they, they were upside down 
And so it's a good time to actually, it's called tax loss harvesting, get rid of those investments while they're down where you get a tax deduction on your taxes and you can reinvest that money in something more appropriate for you. So last year was a really good year and some people have that ability to still do it now to relook at your investments into something more appropriate. Get rid of those, those old garbage funds. I like it. All right, so that's the first way to clean up your portfolio. What about uh, our second one here? The cleaning out of the fridge. Now, this is something we probably should do more often, but we don't do it mm-hmm. that frequently, right? But if you don't do it often enough, you know, you're going to find that you know, the smell starts to kind of add up and, and maybe things turn different colors. Maybe even some uh, mold starts growing in the back of that container in the, in the back corner of your fridge, Mike. So uh, in your financial life, you can also have some things that were once appropriate for you, but now have outstayed their welcome, so to speak. So what would this be? Yeah, it, you're talking about you know refrigerators holding food. You know, as we get older and we change and we try to maybe eat healthier, as your diets change, you know, same thing. As we get older and we get more knowledgeable, your investments should change as well. You know, we have to make adjustments. And so maybe you're investing in these high-risk investments from the past when you were in your you know 20s, 30s, 40s, and now you're your 50s or 60s. You're like I don't want that risk anymore. You have to make some adjustments and some changes. You have to find them they're more appropriate or maybe you're in some high cost, you know, funds, you know, variable annuities or you know, these mutual funds and you said, you know, an ETF, exchange traded fund is a lot more appropriate for me today because um, they trade quicker and also they're um, a lot cheaper and uh, they're still very much diversified like a mutual fund. So that's a you know, a, a hybrid, you know, it's like a super fruit, like an av- avocado investment, right? In my opinion, I like those um, ETFs over mutual funds for our, our clients. So as your di- diets change over time and get to be more uh, fitting, well, I think your investments have to be looked at the same way. Find something that's more fitting for your risk tolerance, for where we are, and, and the investment world has changed so much to be, um, find something that a lot more appropriate with a lot of diversification, but lower fees, um, but also fitting that risk tolerance. I think it's good to take a look at everything and rebalance your portfolio. Not just say rebalance with the current investments, but rebalance them with different investments. How often, Mike, are you growing out of stuff? I mean, is that are there any investments that are great throughout your entire life, or are you always constantly kind of moving on from one thing to, to something that fits better on better for you? Yeah, I think... Overall, I think a lot of you know uh, type of investments like ETFs uh, are good. I'm not saying all mutual funds are bad, but uh, we don't like the loaded ones. You know, the back end loaded or front load. We don't do those here. But um, I'm never a fan. I think we've evolved enough. I think more people have got knowledgeable over those. So we you can go in the same type of mutual funds without the loads. They've just kind of evolved, and I think as people have become more educated to get away from some of these investments that were higher cost, but but over time, I don't think there's always a an investment out there that's a fix it forever. That you have to always there's always something changing in in the financial industry. That you know whether it's every couple of years or three years or five years, you're going to be transitioning into some different type of investments. You have to be flexible enough to do that and just not be this old school mentality that not picking out a company. These pioneer funds or these Franklin Templeton funds or you know just in general. Uh, these American funds, all these funds, are they're perfect. They're going to last a lifetime. Well, I mean, they could be okay. I'm just, I'm not saying they're not, but most likely as you get older, your risk changes 
and your needs change and you need to make a, a change in how you want to invest because those are more of, uh, for a lot of those are kind of buy and hold and not make any changes based off market volatilities. Well, you might want to be in something more active as you get closer to retirement. All right, we're talking about cleaning out your portfolios from the household tasks that you do every day. They might actually apply towards financial planning. Again, if you have questions for Mike, encourage you to reach out at 855-987-8888 or online at Principal Preservation Services. Dot com. All right. Uh, periodic maintenance. You have to do this around the house, Mike. There's plenty of things you do, air filters, batteries in the smoke alarm, all these sorts of things that you need to do every now and then. And we know that there's definitely maintenance items in financial planning. What are some examples mm-hmm. of this? Yeah. And I think we mentioned in the, the previous you know episode too was um, expenses. We always go over expenses. We want to make sure, you know, we have a retirement plan. We want to make sure that you're getting by month to month. And so uh, when we run a budget and it shows that you have a $2,000 a month surplus and they go, we don't have that surplus. I go, then our budget's not right. We wanna make sure that our budget is right on, that maybe you're spending more money than you're telling us right now. So we always wanna start with the expenses. Uh, we wanna up to date, you know, update your, um, you know, your increase in social security. Maybe you have an increase with the, the COLA on your pension, but also we get to the beneficiaries that you know, we find your kids are moving around. We wanna make sure you have your beneficiaries changed. Um, what's, is, what's their current address? What about your life insurance? Do you still have life insurance? Have you, you need updated life insurance? You, are you get, is that life insurance policy gonna lapse, which we talked about before as well. So you wanna make sure that those are accurate. Also look at you know where you have your money. Some people, you know, like I said in the previous episode, they haven't been traveling as much since coronavirus because a they don't feel comfortable or um, it just maybe they just didn't have time with you know work relating um, schedules. So they build up their travel budget, and we've seen a lot of people build up some really big um, bank accounts or they've inherited money. And so they're just sitting at the bank and not making hardly anything, that it's good to make sure that you're reinvesting that money to actually make some interest instead of just, you know, if, if inflation this year is roughly around 6% and you're getting 0.2% in a savings account or, you know, maybe you're getting a couple percent, you want to get in some higher interest savings or maybe a CD or reinvest that money into some alternative investment that might get you a, a 5 to 7% return on average. So you want to make sure you're not losing to inflation. So, it, you know, looking at those uh, bank accounts as well. And then also just make sure, again, on those life insurance policies that you have enough coverage to cover any gaps. And we're finding out, we're finding a lot of people don't need to keep as much life insurance. So you can actually reduce those benefits and it might save you $200, $300 a month in monthly expenses by not having to uh, keep paying for these life insurances when you're on a fixed income. All right. Got one more for you, Mike. Cleaning the bathrooms. I don't know who's responsible for this one in, in your household, but it's never fun. It's never something you want to do, but you got to get that soap scum, that mildew, and then anything in the toilet you got to get out of there. It's never fun. It's kind of disgusting at times, but um, mm-hmm. there are some things in the financial world that are also very unpleasant to deal with, right? Yeah, it is. It, and I think the tough thing on, on this one we'll bring up is if you're working with an advisor that you know they're not giving you the care or the planning that you're looking for, but maybe you've had that relationship for 10 years, 20, 25 years, 
and you feel loyal to them, but yet, and they're a good person, they're super nice, and maybe you, maybe you've golfed with them, or you've gotten together with them for dinner one time or two times, you know, th- you know, every other year, and but you just know that they did a, what they're supposed to do when you were working, but now you're retired and they don't do what you're looking for. It's you, sometimes you have to look for a different advisor that's going to be a better fit. And I just remind people what got you to retirement is not going to be the same plan that's going to get you through retirement. And putting money aside is really the easiest part. As, as much as you've had to sacrifice, I understand, and, and be in the right investments. But when you're contributing to your investment accounts, you have a lot more room for error than when you're not adding money to your accounts and you have to start withdrawing money, you better have a good plan in place. And what we're finding is over 90% of advisors are not doing the retirement planning appropriately to show you how to properly take your money out and be in the right investments and give you that peace of mind to talk about social security, to talk about pension, talk about taxes, talking about required minimum distributions. If you're not having these uh, these conversations, how to deal with sequence of return risk in retirement that most advisors don't even know what that is, uh, then you have an issue. You want to make sure you're working with somebody who understands that and get a plan to, together. And unfortunately, you might have to be in that situation where you got to leave the guy you've been with for a long time, guy or gal, and for a long time. And it's uncomfortable, but you, it's your money and nobody's going to care as much about your money than you so you have to make those tough decisions and unfortunately we've had a lot of people that have had to do that and there's been a lot of people who just couldn't break that so they're willing to have a a lesser plan and knowing that they'd be in a better situation working with us but they've so tied in relationship wise with this other advisor they just can't cut the cord they can't leave and they've admitted to go, we, we know we'd be in a better place, but we just were too loyal to this person, their friends, and we just can't. So you're telling me that hundreds of thousands of dollars is not as you know, more in your account is not as <laughs> of interest to you than this relationship. And for some, they said, no, I said, well, that's, that's your decision and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's the toughest one. That's the toughest one is cleaning out and starting, starting over with somebody who in my opinion, you should be working with somebody who specializes with retirees and somebody close to retirement. Right. Well, if you want to get in touch with Mike, who specializes in all these things we talk about, and if you have any questions or want to begin your financial planning journey, you can always start by calling 855-987-8888, and that will get you in touch with both the Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin office, uh, whichever one fits you best. And if you want to just find them online, you can do so at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, got time for just one question. I want to run by you real quick before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, from Catherine that came in. She said, should I give money to my kids and grandkids while I'm still alive, or should I just let them inherit everything when I die? I'd like to see them enjoy it while I'm still around, but I'm willing to wait and give it to them as an inheritance if that's a better idea. Yeah, we, we get this question a lot. And, you know, the... Uh, what you can gift yearly is $17,000 without having anybody to claim it for income taxes. Uh, <clears throat> so you can gift as much, you know, 17000 to as many people as you want. And if you're married, each of you can do 17000 So the question is, can you afford to do it? And, you know, and I get it. So if you can afford to give that money away uh, to your children, grandchildren, do it. And it, it might just help them so much more and you can see that benefit working in their life if you can afford to do it now 
Now, again, if you can't afford it, well, some people are like, you need that money, or it shows on, on our report that maybe you run out of money at 92 or 94. And I said, this is, what if, what if there's some nursing home that's unplanned for, that something happens there? Well, now you could run out of money sooner, or you gift away too much money, now your money's not gonna last there. What if you live longer than this? So you have to be, make sure that it fits the plan, that it's, it's worked in there. I like the fact that you can see your beneficiaries of your estate see the money while you're living, and I think that's probably more fun than knowing that when you pass, you know, that you're, uh, they get to use it later, and maybe they'd be debt-free before while you're alive, and you get to see that. You get to see them maybe invest in a business or get into a house sooner or something that are postponing marriages just because of student loan debt is, is so high. And so maybe they can get their student loan debts paid off as well. Whatever it might be, if you can afford it, I think it's a great idea, Catherine. All right. Appreciate that, Catherine. If you have questions for Mike, again, you can reach out 855-987-8888. Please hit subscribe on the show, too. If you haven't done that yet, we will have more episodes coming your way. And Mike, we'll talk to you then. Sounds good, Ben. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.